Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Good evening, ACB community. This is Sheila Young. I am honored to be the host for this call on Beatty tonight. Um, I will give you the Zoom instructions. Um, if you are on a PC, to raise your hand would be Alt-Y. To mute would be Alt-A and the same to unmute. If you're on your iPhone, the more options in the bottom right corner, tap on that and then it will. there will be a raise hand and your mute is in the bottom left corner. To mute and unmute on a landline, to raise your hand is star nine and to mute and unmute on your landline is star six. And on a Mac to raise your hand is option Y or to mute is command shift A and the same to unmute. I would like to introduce Susan Glass, who is the chair of the Beatty committee. And she has some very special guests with her tonight. So, Susan, thank you. Thank you, Sheila. And Sheila also serves on the Beatty Committee. It's worth mentioning. Beatty stands for the Benefits of Audio Description in Education. And we are a subcommittee of the American Council of the Blind Audio Description Project. Uh, those of you in, in um, ACB who are familiar with audio description and have perhaps toured our ADP website know that we have several subcommittees responsible for making sure that audio description and thereby the visual elements of culture are available to us. We have our steering committee and on it we have representatives from media, museums, parks and arts, certification, um, and then this, this particular contest, uh, which, is, which is for youth. Um, and you probably are familiar with the fact that every other year at the ACB National Convention, there is a conference for audio describers themselves who come here internationally to learn about what we do. Um, we have an audio description website, most capably um, organized by Mr. Fred Brack and, and overseen by his great work. And Joel Snyder, our director of audio description, who oversees the conference every two years. And also Audio Describer Institute, Audio Description Institutes, where he certifies various uh, describers. Um, we're assuming you're here tonight because you like audio description, either for your television shows or your movies or your plays or your dances or your musical concerts or your park visits or your museum visits, and you saw something in the title about kids and wanted to learn about audio description for kids. We certainly hope that's why you're here, because uh, we hope to recruit you. We um, are in, I uh, can't even remember how many years of, of um, an annual contest that we sponsor for young people, and it's our Benefits of Audio Description in Education contest, formerly known as the Young Film Describers Critics or Films Critic Award. I know I'm mangling that. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, Joel. Um, and, uh, and we are interested in young people um, 
paying attention to the audio description in all manner of media in their lives and given the being given the opportunity to write about it and earn prizes, prizes for it. And we are hoping that by the end of this call, we have your interest enough in mind that you will go back to your affiliates, to your TVIs in your states, to your parents' programs, to your local chapters, and you will broadcast um, our contest information far and wide. We have just launched our 2020 contest, but before we tell you much about that, I would like to turn the mic over to two very special people. First, I'd like to ask Mr. Joel Snyder to talk a little bit about the history of the contest, and he will tell you what it was properly called before this young lady mangled the, the name. Uh, <laughs> And, uh, and tell you how it got started. And then he will find a transition to Mr. Jason Stark, who is CEO of Description Caption Media Programs, DCMP. And Jason will fill you in on the very special partnership that we have with DCMP that involves our students. And then we can go from there. So, Joel, the microphone is yours. Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you, Susan. Thank you, Sheila. Thank you, everybody on the call for listening in. I think the first question to address, it's an extremely important question, uh, Susan and, and Margie. Is it batty or baity? That's the question I've got for B-A-D-I-E. <laughs> <laughs> it's baby. It's baby. So phonetically, it's baby. But Dan Spoon said it should be baddie because that's every right. kid wants to be a baddie. Be but bad. we need another. We need another word for the second D if we're going to. That's put it what. In, that's so. right. That's what Dan. Uh, I remember Dan saying that every every kid wants to be bad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, technically that would be B A D D I E. So who knows? Uh, whatever uh, benefits of audio description and education. And yes, it did. Um, we, we christened it about 10 years ago, Susan, as the Young Described Film Critics Contest, there we which go. is a bit of a mouthful, and I'm so glad that we changed it. Uh, and in fact, that's when Dan was um, uh, the chair of the Audio Description Project Steering Committee, uh, and then he got a promotion to be president of ACB. But So Kim Charlson and, and uh, Carl Richardson are our co-chairs now. But Dan created these the, a series of subcommittees that really have, have taken off with the various projects, various initiatives of the Audio Description Project, one of which is the Beatty Contest. Uh, we renamed it, we rechristened it, and, and we ended up having... Oh, golly, at least initially double the entries, then triple the entries. And I think this past year we had 40-some entries, mm-hmm. um, which is really great. From I think it was nine states. And um, we want to build that. We want to build the numbers. Uh, we want to build the number of states we're reaching out to. The idea is to have uh, young people in uh, three different age ranges from 7 to 21 um, write reviews of uh, maybe a short video, 30-minute video, maybe a feature film, maybe a video they've seen in class. We like to direct them to the marvelous resources at the Described and Captioned Media Program, which funded by uh, our Department of Education, yours and mine, um, and I can't think of a better use of our tax dollars than to make educational media accessible to people, to young people who are blind or deaf. So all the films that they have, and we're talking thousands of videos, educational videos, are described and captioned. We partner with them on this contest. 
We encourage the kids to take advantage of the DCMP videos, but they can tell us about a feature film or a video that they just have at home or a video that another video that they're screening at school. We look for a review that's about 250 to 350 words, um, and we, uh, our committee takes a good look at all of them that comes in. And as I say, in three age groups, we, we try to rank them, essentially, with a first, second, and third place winner. Um, and then um, we even go beyond that and um, choose a grand prize winner, which is usually one of our first place winners. And they, they are in luck because they they get an iPad mini. Um, the, the other winners in the first, second, and third place categories get um, iTunes gift cards, $100, $50, $25, something like that. And even the teachers of the first place winners, they get $100 Amazon gift cards. And all of this has uh, been possible through the generosity of ACB and a number of donors. Um, it's really been a great program, and we look forward to expanding it and and uh, you know not 40 uh, well, let's have uh, 400 applications mm-hmm. next year let's have all 50 states involved mm-hmm. that's what i say i don't know if jason's on the line i haven't no heard him yet. he's not oh my well i oh. gave you an idea of what dcmp is about and perhaps the best thing to do is go simply to dcmp.org Mm-hmm. and learn about that organization. Uh, in fact, let me give you, I have called up here, uh, let me give you the URL for the review criteria of the Batty Contest, which is housed on the DCMP server under a, a subset they call Listening is Learning. Mm-hmm. So all you have to do is go to listeningislearning.org slash B-A-D-I-E dot H-T-M-L. And it's been all updated. We have an updated announcement that's going out a little later this week. And uh, the rev- let's see, the deadline, we established that uh, not too long ago. The new deadline will be Friday, January 22nd, 2021. And uh, so there's plenty of time, but we want people to start thinking about it and start writing early. Uh, We get the bulk of the entries usually the last two weeks before the deadline. Why is that? (laughs) Human nature, I think. I don't know. But um, you register for the contest uh, on at the the link. There's a link uh, right there in that um, uh, where I told you the URL listening is learning.org slash baddie. And um, you register for the conference, conference, the contest, and then uh, go ahead and submit your reviews. So that's the gist of it. And we have wonderful people on. Susan has done a great job pulling together some fantastic folks like Margie Donovan, who I know is on the call here and is so passionate about description and uh, and description, uh, introducing kids to description. I bet she has a few words to say about Your shout out to Margie. Welcome this evening. That's right. It's so Thank glad to you. Thank you. Say whatever you want to say about this. Yeah. <laughs> well, I first want to insert that we have three age categories and we do have an alternate assessment category. You're absolutely right. I thought of that. So we are not minute. leaving out any child between 7 and 21. And one of the things I'd like to say to the ACB community 
is most of us know at least one blind child or know an organization in our area that serves blind children. And really one of our key points of doing the show is to get ACB members more involved in their community of reaching out to TVI, Schools for the Blind. You know, if we had 52 applicants this year and one from each state, I would personally be thrilled. And I think it's important, since Jason's not here, just to understand that DCMP is for education, and they have all kinds of academic and non-academic audio description um, films that could be downloaded, or you can contact them to get a CD of such uh, of the particular um, film you might want to watch. So there's certainly no lack of film out there with audio description to enter this contest. So I just want to conclude my piece by saying all of our ACB members, help us please to get the word out. That um, that would be wonderful because we can't do it all ourselves, even though we have some great resources. As, as Joel mentioned, the number of entries in only nine states where we've got a lot more to be included. So hopefully people will take it out there to the community, whether it's a lighthouse. Most states have transitional programs for youth today. Find their transition coordinator, make sure it gets out there that would be really helpful thank you and thank you to Susan and Joel this is a highlight of my year is serving on this committee and um, I think our first year that I was on it our grand prize winner was from San Francisco how convenient she was (laughs) yes she was and we find some really outstanding youth in this um, program thank you Susan back to you Thank you, Margie. What a beautiful pitch for that. And it's always a pleasure to have you on because you have such wonderful ideas for promoting the contest and and advocating for it. Um, I might just say that when you log on to the DCMP website, it is possible to apply for a free membership. If you are blind yourself, if you are a parent of a blind child, if you are helping out a school-age blind child, as I am right now, I have a five-year-old to whom I'm teaching Braille. And so I have just um, sent DCMP information to her mother and that was kind of how I got my membership in. It's it's a really good way to get in and see all of the described educational videos that are available. There are some that are generally available to the public, but if you actually become a member of the site, you can get access to all of them. There's science, there's history, there's English, there's different languages, there's world travel. Um, One that our kids really like is um, kids that are, are, you know, asking a scientist about mummies. And it's actually a really fascinating description. I watched it the other day. It was it was really fun. There's the Magic School Bus series. There's Inside the Human Body. There's just so many fascinating things there. Really K through um, college. There's you know even descriptions about guide dogs. Uh, it, it's it's absolutely a, a fascinating place, and I would encourage um, everyone to visit it, and that will help you when you pitch the publicity to your state or your local affiliates. Um, We all, as Margie said, we all know somebody, a blind child, a TVI, somebody in our life to whom this can can, um, be a benefit. Uh, We had hoped to get last year's winners on this program tonight to talk a little bit about her essay. It was a very fine essay, and she had fun writing it and had a lot to say about it. Um, last year at uh, at uh, mid-year, 
and um, at our legislative uh, seminar. Um, and uh, we weren't able to get her on this show, but we're hoping that we can feature her on uh, Picture This podcast or on Tuesday Topics. But uh, it's just, it's such an exciting way to get kids involved in seeing themselves as writers, as critics, as thinkers. And, um, uh, you know, we, we're, we're hoping, Joel wrote up some very nice tips for writing description that talk to kids about doing their own original work, um, you know, keeping it straightforward, really critiquing the description rather than focusing on the plot, uh, really some nice stuff there. And so we hope that that really uh, helps in some way. Um, Sheila or Margie or Joel, do you have anything to add? Uh, otherwise, we can open this up for questions. Susan, it's Margie. I just want to add one thing. Sure. Um, this is also, and this is just the backdoor benefit. This is a wonderful way of getting ACB's name out there to young people yep. Yep. who truly are our future. Um, just through them participating in this contest, um, both them and their TVIs um, become very aware of ACB and certainly this program. Thank you. Yes, that's that's very true. Thank you. Thank you. Do we have any any questions from anyone on the other side? Um, if you have a question, please feel free to raise your hand. Alt-Y to raise your hand or on the iPhone would be under the more options to raise hand or a star nine. Not yet. So why don't, why don't you tell our listeners about some of our past winners and maybe what they wrote about or where they were from? Um, just, you know little sure sure um our our first winner was a, a san franciscan and she was a senior in high school and um she wrote about a, a mainstream film as i remember and came to the summer convention and read it and was just a a, a real success and and everybody enjoyed uh hearing her um we had a young man from west virginia um who won he wrote about one of the dcmp descriptive um, videos and he um, read read his essay at the legislative seminar. We try to encourage winners to come either to the convention or to the legislative seminar because it's our hope that um, they will, as Margie you know mentioned, get a little bit more involved and a little more exposure um, um, to uh, to ACB. And um, you know because we we have the age categories, we've you know our winners have ranged in age from nine to seventeen so far, and, and you know we 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 hope to have uh, to have more. Um, I should say that. Um, when we divide up the essays, what we do is we see how many essays we we get at the end of the year, and then we divide up categories. So who's going to read our sophomore essays, junior essays, senior essays, and alternate assessment category? And I should mention that by sophomore, junior, senior, we don't mean sophomore, junior in high school. We mean an age range. I believe sophomore is something like 7 to 10 or 11 um, and junior is 11 to 14 and senior is 14 to 21 or something. I, I don't remember the exact cutoffs. And the committee um, breaks up into subcommittees and, and reads those various categories. And other committee members are people with whom you, I'm sure you're familiar. Um, Donna Brown 
uh, Leslie Spoon. Um, Scott McCallan joins us new year from new, new this year from Washington State and brings lots of contacts from Washington School for the Blind. Um, and then uh, Dan has been on the committee in the past. Um, Carl and uh, Carl Richardson and uh, and and Kim Charleston are on because they are steering committee uh, members of the contest. And of course, Jason and and Joel. Um, Margie, uh, Sheila, and myself. Um, Sheila, did you have anything that you particularly wanted to add about your experiences working on or with this committee? Well, as a host, I'm not supposed to add, but I will. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I forgot about that. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Um, I actually, I think I've been on this committee about five years. I Maybe longer. I don't know. But um, I just, I love what we're offering to students. I think it's so important that we reach out to students as well as seniors, but, you know, they are, as Margie said, they are our future, and we do need to do everything we can do to get them aware of who we are, what we do, and what is available for them. And... I have really enjoyed reading some of these um, things, and it's been really hard to choose some years. It's been very yes. difficult to pick. So. Yes, it has. Yes, but we it, had some- it is. It's a lot of fun. A lot of yeah. fun. I yeah. love it. I'm like Margie. I love this committee. I love the education field, and I just I love being part of just finding such great talent because some of these students actually write very well at a young age. (laughs) And and what a good literacy experience, whether they're submitting in Braille, whether they're submitting in audio, which some of our younger contestants have done, Uh um, whether they're, they're typing it in, you know, however they're doing it, it's, it's a great, um, it's, it's a good experience for them. Uh Um, And um, just, you know, a, a nice, a nice literacy. You may be wondering what you can do to help, and uh, what you can do to help is, first of all, we've most of our en- many of our entries come from West Virginia, <laughs> and that's due to Miss Donna Brown and her wonderful work at West Virginia School for the Blind and the people she's rallied. But we've also gotten some entries from the Dakotas, couple from California, you know, a, a couple from the West Coast, uh, you know, from. Washington and, you know, various throughout the country, but we really would like um, an entry from every state. And if those of you listening could tap your community and when the announcement goes out, forward it to your community and encourage your, your teachers and ask yourself the question, is there a young person I know who would have fun writing about a described movie and critique, get it, entering a contest and just really put that forward. And then if you could let us know some way by email what you're doing, we can keep a log of how the community is growing. That would be really helpful um, from, from year to year, I think. Well, and I'll tell you what, what really touched me, I think it was a couple of years ago, was a child who could not communicate. He was not able to speak, but yet his TBI had let him listen to a story and then asked him in a audio version, you know, mm-hmm. did, did you like this? And he would, he could say yes or no. 
and just verbalized it. And that really touched me. I just thought that was so wonderful that that TVI took the time to sit down with that child and walk him through that experience. So it doesn't matter their ability or, you know, what their level is. They can enjoy description no matter what. And that was probably a very good experience for that child finding his voice, mm-hmm. which is, as blind people, so important to us. Margie. I'm wondering, since we do have some participants, if they don't have any particular questions, if they um, want to tell us why they came on this call or on the Zoom tonight, what, what interested them about this topic? Excellent. Well, That's a good idea. Would anyone that is here like to raise your hand and just tell us what brought you here? They're being shy. (laughs) (laughs) How many do we have out there? (laughs) Uh, Well, I don't know who's listening on community chat. You know, the the community channel is open and I can't tell. But um, there's only a few in the, the room itself. But there's no telling how many are listening. Yeah, sure, sure. Jay, Jay Rasmussen has his hand up. Okay. Maybe you can unmute yourself. There you go. I'm sorry, Jay. I, thank you. I didn't see that, Joel. Thank you. That's all right. Oh, I see it I, now. I, <laughs> I, I wanted to listen to it about it is because of the audio description um, to know more about it and to see, to understand it better. Okay. So, so. so so you're talking adult-wise, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, because, you know, I just, I briefly looked at it, said audio description, and I was like, oh, I better look at, you know, find out a little bit more about it um, and to see what it was all about. Well, you've come to the right place because you've got some experts here that certainly know about <laughs> audio description. So. Jay, you might want to, um, if you have access to the Internet, uh, you might want to check out the website of the Audio Description Project, uh, simply acb.org slash ADP. And it really is the go-to site for information about audio description. Uh, we've gotten comments to that effect from all around the world. Uh, we list all the DVDs that we can find that we know out there have audio description. You can actually link to them and order them from Amazon.com. We list uh, everything that the streaming services are providing with audio description, but not just media. Um, well, as, as a matter of fact, we list also everything that's on everything that we've been able to find day by day uh, on broadcast television with audio description so that's a a a really useful guide but not not just media we have a a state-by-state listing of performing arts spaces that have audio description Um, we have a state-by-state guide of museums and national park sites that have descriptions so there's a, a a wide range of of possibilities there to get involved with with audio description and, and the thing I wanted to say, too, is simply uh, the idea of, of introducing kids to audio description and introducing it to them in a way that helps them think critically about it. Mm-hmm. It really allows them uh, a, a more involvement with media. 
uh, as opposed to just sitting back and, well, I can't see the images, and so I don't know what's going on. So, no, they get involved with the uh, with television <laughs> and film uh, with their kid, with their uh, colleagues and classmates, and just makes them feel more uh, engaged with their community. And I think they become more engaging individuals as well. Um, so. I, I, it, Especially it really when a series, you, know, you know, when there's a series that is out there, a lot of people like to talk about a particular series, That's right? And this way, they can still engage it with it. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. Jay, do you do you um, watch audio described uh, material yourself at this time? Yes, I do. Okay, okay. So you're well aware of you know how much fun that is and what's what's out there, you know. Um, the same, you know, the one part is I wish that, you know, they wouldn't say Spanish and it could be <laughs> either in Spanish or in audio described or uh-huh. that if they're not broadcasting it on the secondary audio channel, that there is nothing there. Yeah, uh-huh. that's yeah. a technical issue that uh, we have been on top of that or trying to work with the studios and the broadcast networks on that. It's tough. Um, over television, there's just one secondary audio program channel, and it was there. Yeah. In fact, a lot of people uh, thought SAP meant Spanish audio program mm. uh, because it was created for Spanish translation. Since there's just the one, if there's Spanish yeah. translation, say for a sports event, there's not going to be description. If there's description for a play, it's not going to have Spanish translation. And um, the Audio Description Project, ACB, has been working uh, hard with uh, the FCC to see if we can't expand that. Um, we're hoping that, you know, tomorrow, not tomorrow, Thursday is the 10th anniversary of President Obama signing the 21st Century Communications and Video Accessibility Act, which for the first time legislatively mandated description. But we're at a tiny level. It it comes up to about seven hours per week um, for each of only nine networks. Um, and, And that's just not enough. So we're hoping that we can build that, that we can um, get a CVAA 2.0 2.0 that would uh, mandate that more audio channels be available. Uh, it's a great point you make, Jay. Um, it's yeah. it's not just Spanish. It, it it should be Spanish. It should be audio description. It should be Spanish audio description, it, and so on. Joe, I want to jump in here and ask you to tell a little bit about the ADP listserv that we have and how oh, sure. to how to subscribe to it. Yeah, that, that's great, Margie. Um, the Audio Description Project has a discussion group um, of its own that, uh, and I'm pulling it up right now, even as we speak, uh, so that um, I can give people the information on exactly how to sign up. It's it's right on our website. I don't know why I'm not finding it here, uh, but uh, so readily. But uh, because you're looking guess, for it, that's there the way you go. Works. That's 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 right. <laughs> acb.org slash ADP. I always thought it was right. You know, I think it is down at the bottom here. Um, Okay. We've got all kinds of information here. So much information that I'm... I'm, Just send out a test email. You'll have it instantly. Here it is. Here Here you go. You can subscribe. Yeah, you can subscribe to the discussion list by uh, clicking on a link uh, that's right on that page here. But um, maybe it's easier to simply send a blank email to adp-list-com. 
subscribe at acblists.org. And just the, the email can be blank. Just put in the subject subscribe. Um, and and you'll be able to join in the discussions that we have. There's at least four or five hundred uh, folks that are subscribed to that list. And um, I, I should also mention on Facebook, there's something that is called audio describe audio description discussion, and it is separate from ACB or the um, Audio Description Project. But it also has a lively discussion periodically on audio description and 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 people giving each other uh, information on uh, what is described and and how to how to access it that sort of thing and you know if this interests us as adults that's all the more reason to teach our kids about it you know and we can start with the contest and then if they like that they can go to these other resources um this is a new cultural literacy path that really wasn't around when many of us were growing up um I was sharing with a colleague how frustrated I was when I used to watch Roadrunner and Wile E. Coyote, and there was a lot of racket, but I had no idea what was going on out there. You know, and it was just awful. I couldn't. I didn't know what that was, you know. And or if you watch a movie like Woody Allen's What's Up, Tiger Lily, you know, where you've got these Spanish subtitles and Western stuff going on, and oh my gosh, you have to have it to understand so much and we're moving more and more toward an iconic image driven culture um i just think it's so crucial and most recently um when we have come into our recent months of political turmoil and and racial issues i realized it does matter to me when i watch something i would like to know what race the characters are if that information is available to other people because it can be very important and there's just so much and and the contest is a way to start teaching kids about that at a at a very early age um i'm not in the least troubled if this call is veered toward talking about audio description in general because i think we should it's a right and it's something that we can ask for as a right um, to our, you know, our cultural literacy. So um, that's, that's that's fine. Right. Yeah. Thank you, Jay. Thank you, you know, so much, Jay. There's no, yeah, really. You know, comes down to there's no good reason why a person with a physical disability must also be culturally disadvantaged. The right. disability happens because of the way society is structured. If a building <laughs> doesn't have a ramp and only has stairs, then a person in a wheelchair has a disability. But if the right. building has a ramp, the disability goes away. So it's about, it's the social model of disability. I also wanted to say quickly, the um, um, it's not just kids, uh, really, who are blind. Mm-hmm. Uh, for six years, I uh, directed a, a, a group of, of describers, and we we wrote, and I voiced the description for Sesame Street for, for six years, the first time Sesame Street ever had description. And I still remember this. Uh, about three years in, I got a letter from a woman named Carla Hudson, about 35 years old, as I recall. And I thought, oh, we have a 35-year-old watching Sesame Street. What's that about? <laughs> but I, I read on, and Ms. Hudson... Uh, was totally blind from birth, uh, but she loved Sesame Street as a child. You know, it's been around more than 40 years. She loved it as a child, just listening to the music and hearing the funny sounds and how the characters talk. Well, now she has two-sighted children, mm-hmm. and she can follow along with her kids 
with the description on while they're mm-hmm. watching Sesame Street. And mm-hmm. that just, that touched me uh, uh, to the, I really remember that to this day. Um, and it was a wonderful testimonial for the power of description for kids and adults. Yes, yes. And it's always oh, such a delight. Go ahead. This is Linda Yaks, and I just have a comment on that, too. I watch Sesame Street with my kids and my grandkids. And, uh-huh. I, you know, being able to sit there with my grandkids and be able to, to know what was happening and then more efficiently be able to discuss the show with them afterwards sure. um, mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. huge. So I yes. just want to let you know that I appreciate all that you do and all that ACB is doing in this project. I don't know that you get told that often enough, but thank you. Oh, thank, well, thank you, you thank Linda. You. Thanks for thank joining you. us, Linda. That's that's wonderful to hear. Do we have any other inquiries or comments or questions? It can either be about Beatty or, um, as Jay led us about, about audio description in general. Um, we have a few. Uh, Another comment. Other. Go ahead. Um, my son, uh, he's uh, legally blind, and but he's also medically fragile. And his nurses would have the audio description on, and they can keep track of what's going on <laughs> during, even though they're busy doing something else. <laughs> right. Yep. Yep. They audio. still can understand what's going on. Audio, audio description, <laughs> audio description is for blind people and sighted folks who are in the kitchen making a sandwich while the TV's on. In the exactly. <laughs> I love yes. it. That's great. Great point, Jay. Thank you. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. I love it. All right. Would anybody else like to make a comment? The floor is open. You can raise your hand or you can unmute yourself and tell us what you think about audio description and how you feel it would benefit children. We have some shy people in the audience. <laughs> I'll jump in at this point until someone raises their hand, and please um, definitely say something and interrupt me if someone raises their hand. Okay. I just want to talk about for a minute, I've done a lot of um, theaters out here and gotten audio description in live theaters and also in movie theaters. And I want to say to the ACB audience that's listening, it is your legal right to have audio description. I'm going to repeat that. It is your legal right to have audio description. You know, every theater is going to start out with a no because of the budgetary issues. But the reality is you have to advocate for it. If you really want it, you have to advocate for it. I'm going to put out my personal email because I've heard people no, in the past. You can't, you can't do that, Margie. Oh, I can't. That's no. right. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, that's, I, Joel, you can give the ADP <laughs> email. Thank you, Sheila. Uh, that's right. Uh, be, and Joel could forward it to me. If you have any need for support in getting a movie theater or a live theater to implement audio description, I'd be happy to be your coach. Joel, you can give out the official email for the ADP, and then you could always forward something to me. Absolutely. People can write. We do have a hand raised. Linda, go ahead. Linda, you may unmute. 
had to find the silly button. I'm on my iPhone tonight. <laughs> um, I just was going to say, you talk about the legal right, but one of the things that just frustrates me to no end about us as a blindness community is how we want these things, and then we don't ask for them. For example, Braille menus. Amen. And what ha- and and, and this, uh prescription labeling and descriptive video. If we don't ask, what ends up happening is they don't believe we want it. And so, and I'm talking to the choir here, that's the sad part, but it's so important, I think, for us to ask. And if they say no, then we can suggest things to them, but they can't say yes if we don't ask. And, uh, and, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of cases out there where, um, things have kind of been set aside just because they didn't think there was an interest. Yeah. Thank, you, like, Linda. Of the things- <laughs> Thank you, Linda. <laughs> Thank you, Linda. One of the things we do, or at least I do, um, as soon as we have, first of all, I don't ask for a theater I'm not planning to attend. So all the theaters out here in Sacramento that I have been successful at getting online with audio description, um, including the Golden One Center, which is the first arena to have audio description. Golden One is where the um, Kings play, um, Sacramento Kings. Uh, I, in my advocacy, I want to make double darn sure they put it up on their website. Um, so that, you know, if, if, if somebody's coming into town and they want to watch a Kings game or they want to go to an event at the arena, a concert or something, you know that they have audio description and the information about how to request it. So that is something, you know, that, that I've used when I have traveled to other areas because I just love live theater. And um, so I'd say if, if you're intending to attend a theater that doesn't have it, that's when you want to advocate for it. Thank you. Well, and Margie, that's an interesting point because we have a cinema, a uh, little, you know, individually owned thing here. And I know they're playing digital movies that are current, but yet they say they don't have audio description and they won't do it. Well, we're dealing with a privately owned movie theater that's part of a major chain, and there's legal action going on right now because they refuse to do it. Yeah. And um, even privately owned theaters have to do it. However, that being said, I want to be really upfront about this. This is probably not the time to ask about it because <laughs> yeah, theaters true. are really hurting right now. Um, due, yeah. to, due to the COVID. Right. I would give it a little while for COVID to be behind us, for theaters to catch up. And um, if you want it, then, again, I'm happy to coach you in that. And, Joel, why don't you go ahead and give out that sure. email right now? Sure. The, the emails that we have are – I hope this is okay, Sheila. It's, it comes to me. Yes. It, it, <laughs> no, yes, you, you can do it. Nobody Jace, else can. <laughs> Jace J-S-N-Y-D-E-R at A-C-B dot org. Uh, that's easy enough, I think. And, um, you know, let me make one other comment about about kids and description. This this conversation has been great at jarring my memory. About 10, oh, maybe 12 years ago now, uh, I did a, a day of workshops 
on audio description for an uh, the annual conference of an organization with the the letters NFB. Can I say that on an ACB yeah. community call? Oh, yeah. certainly. Oh my goodness. Anyway, <laughs> it was in Atlanta, and um, I did a general workshop about audio description geared to families with kids geared to families with kids did that in the uh, morning in the afternoon we the same families came back with the sighted siblings of kids who were blind who were at there at the conference the sighted siblings only and we spent all afternoon learning how to write audio description for just Aww. little snippets, Aww. just like a couple minutes of kids' videos. Yeah. And in the evening, we all came back together again, and the kids, the sighted siblings of kids who are blind, would perform their descriptions with a microphone, oh, wow. just, just 30 <laughs> seconds, a minute, something like that. But the best thing was that the, the, the kids who were blind were empowered then they got to critique their sighted siblings and said, well, I'm, not, I'm not quite sure I'm not quite sure what you meant there. Now what what was that about? Or how did you and it was just and we had to just it was fun. We had a great time with it and and I, I want to do that sometime uh, with the ACP uh, conference. Of course we've been doing it we did it this summer um, virtually. I'm not sure how we would do it virtually but we will and, and we'll get that going. Um, having uh, in fact um, a number of years with ACB, I've brought um, videos of uh, children's programs with audio description, and um, the uh, the the group there. I, I forget what they would call it, but they had uh, a kids' camp essentially, so kids yeah. could be occupied throughout the day. And I usually brought like a dozen uh, VHS tapes in those days. <laughs> DVDs. That would be a really good activity sure. for the kids, the the, the kids group Abs- at ACB. Absolutely, put, I'd be happy to. I think that'd be so exciting. Happy to reinstitute yeah. that. that. That's yeah. what I was thinking. I thought the kids, though, but that also, Joe, um, you might talk to ACB families. That's oh, right. Yeah. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Great. I, I was um, talking to somebody. She was telling we were talking about the role of informal description in children's lives. And um, she was talking about um, she had a blind son and she would routinely just kind of describe things as they were driving around. Okay, this is left turn, this is right, and on, on Maple Street here we have a park on the corner. And one day they were walking somewhere and some man asked directions for a, pl- for a place and her son just rattled them off. Her blind son. And she went, how'd you know that? Well, you've been saying that for years, Mom. You know, and I think that's very encouraging things to say to parents, it's too, true. you know, is what you do informally, um, you know, really... Uh, matters a lot whether it's your siblings or your or your your parents or oh, whatever. Yeah. Joel, I really like that idea of making that part of Kids Zone. Oh, I think that's we cool. Will. We we yeah. will. Uh, I've written it down here. We will. You know, um, yeah, absolutely. There are lots of things we could do with kids, uh, and we should do more and more of it. Uh, uh, no and Joel, question. do you have a past winners little entry that you could possibly read? Oh to my our? goodness! I'm wow. I called up. I couldn't number. find mine. That's why I'm so embarrassed here. I'm looking at the call and I couldn't pull it up. I know, you know how quick you are on the computer, so I figured you, you could hold them after resource. <laughs> you know, it's gone back a ways here. I'm not sure I can um, grab that on the computer I'm using right now, unfortunately. Oh, okay. But 
Okay. That's okay. Yeah. We'll do so it. Were you time. asking the children's workshop he did, or are you talking about one no, of our one past of, winners? One of, one of our, our past winners. One of our yeah. past winners. Yeah. Huh? We have last year's for sure. Yeah, I don't I, have the I, essays right in front of me here. Oh, I can't. Uh, see, I don't either. Uh, That's the problem. I have the yeah. listing, but not the, you there know, you go. Uh, bad, bad prep on my part. Shame, my shame. <laughs> shame. Shame, Susan and Joel. Shame. You there finally you made go. a mistake. There you go. <laughs> Oh, gosh. I do think, though, that it's very interesting because when you make something work for kids, adults want to get in on the action. That's what I've noticed because basically none of us wanted to grow up. So (laughs) if you show, you know, videos where the description's working well for children, adults go, wait a minute, me too. And that's that's one of the best ways to hook everybody else. Yeah, and let's not forget the TVIs that support this program and have their students write. They're they're in for an award as well of a hundred dollars. And that they can use that however they want, whether they want to use it for their class or them themselves. It's a gift card to them. Right. Sure. And I, so if anybody think, listening knows a TVI, I, yeah. yeah, think and about I, that. I think people need to, you know, those of us that have grandchildren, um, it is important for us to be able, as Linda said, to interact with our grandchildren. And the way we can do it is to have these DCMP um, videos that we can show to them. And the description really won't mean anything to them, but it will to us. So yeah. we can understand it, you know. But they you know. may remember it later. That's the sure. thing. You grow up and you go, oh, yeah, Grandma had that. Sure. Yeah. And that's, can I say that's, something that's, else? That's the dialogue. Oh, Hang absolutely. on. Jay, Jay, Jay has his hand raised, Linda. Then go ahead, Jay. Okay. Go ahead. Yes, I just wanted to find out what are they doing an audio described? Are they reviewing an audio described show? Uh-huh. Or are mm-hmm. they doing uh-huh. a show that's... Not audio described. No, audio described show. Okay. They're, they're reviewing an audio described film and they are talking about, they're evaluating how well did the description work for me? Did it enable me to picture the characters better? Was I able to understand the concepts better? Did the voice of the describer match with what I was hearing? Were there problems? Was the describer going too fast for me? Did the describer sound too much like the narrator? They're writing a small film critique, but it's more about the description That's than right. the film itself. That's and right. and one of the things in the in the guidelines is make sure that your plot summary is minimal. You've only got two hundred and fifty words. So how did the description make you feel and what did you think about as a yeah. result of it? And we've had some really interesting entries, you know, like I didn't like the narrator's voice or um, they were they were too slow or they were they were ahead of what was going on or, you know, it's been it's been really good. Linda, go ahead. I have a friend who has a grandchild who is autistic Mm -hmm. and um, she has discovered that after talking to me and finding out about audio description, she turns audio description on for him. Oh, yeah. Oh, sure. To really help him. Absolutely. Yeah. To stay. And so it's not, you know, it's not just us. It really can help autistic children, too. And it's too bad we don't have a way of kind of getting that out there. But she kind of found it by accident that it really um, helped him to just stay in tune better. You know, um, for many, many years, studies have been done that show how captioning improves literacy for anybody 
with the captions on at the television. You don't have to be deaf. You're seeing the words as you hear the words for someone who can hear, and it helps kids learn language. I am absolutely convinced that description does the same thing. It Mm -hmm. helps build literacy for any child. They hear synonyms. They hear comparisons. Mm -hmm. They hear similes. Mm -hmm. They, They can think about how language is used to be to express themselves so uh, it, it's it's great for kids with uh, alternative le- learning disabilities uh, autism kids who are blind um, I, I wanted to mention two things you guys are making me think of all kinds of neat stories about kids and description but uh, I I don't know how many of you know the name Chet Avery he's a blind man in the Washington DC area and he really is uh, the grandfather of description because he was proposing description uh, in his work at the Department of Education in the 60s. Um, he's a good friend, and he loves to talk about how his granddaughter, um, when she was little, uh, she, she loved watching The Wizard of Oz. But uh-huh. she wanted to watch Grandpa's version <laughs> with the audio description because that was so much better. She actually, I had her write an essay about it that we published on the Audio Description Project website. And, uh, you know, the other thing, too, I wanted to mention, if some of you folks have some connections with Braille publishers, this is something I've been pursuing for years and getting nowhere. Um, But picture books, picture books are oftentimes Brailled for Uh for young kids. Uh That's great. That's fine. There's an overleaf there. It has it in Braille. But they rarely describe the images and Braille descriptions. And I so don't Joe? I don't understand why, because can you imagine a blind child learning Braille turns the mommy and tells her what the tree looks like? Oh. So how did you know that? Well, I just read it from the Braille and I wish I could convince them to do more of that. So very true. Very yeah. true. I'll put a plug in for National Braille Press um, Children's Book Club. While they don't describe what a tree looks like, they have twin vision books, which are in Braille and print. At least they describe what the pictures are. And I've used them a lot with my son when he was growing up and now my grandchildren. And I could say, oh, look at that car right there. (laughs) And that's really helped me. And so I just want to make that plug because that came up last night in a conversation and they're called Twin Vision Books. Good, good. That's great. Marjorie, I can just see you saying, tell me more about that car. What do you <laughs> see in there? You can find out all kinds of things. <laughs> exactly. To you. <laughs> Jay, did you have a question there? <laughs> you had your hand raised. Jay, you're um, muted. Not that I have a question, but... Oh, okay. Um, because it was still raised up from the la- uh, previous, and I just lowered it. But this, when he was talking about the story, because it reminded me before I went blind, or just after I went blind, hearing the story about this person that was playing baseball, and they um, they hit, she hits the ball, and she was told to run to the first base, and she's not moving, and. Then they eventually they tag her out, and then eventually she gets up again to bat, and she gets she hits it again even farther out, and they tell her to run, run, and when she um, she gets tagged out again, and the person goes, "Why didn't you run?" She goes, "I don't know what that means." Oh. Where do I run? Where to? Yeah. Good illustration. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, Susan, you are almost out of time. So unless anybody has a last ending comment, Joel. Well, let me just, I just want to mention that URL for uh, listening is learning uh, where you can learn more about the contest and actually register to the contest and submit an entry. Uh, Just go to www. You can put that in there, but simply listeningislearning.org slash Beatty, B-A-D-I-E, dot H-T-M-L. Margie? Thank you, Joel. That, that's good. Margie, you got any ending, ending, ending comments, Miss Margie? All I would ask is those listening, if you know a TVI, make sure they know about this. Or if yes. you know a family with blind children, make sure they know. And just as important, if not more important, a lot of people don't know about DCMP. And that's a great tool for families and teachers to know about. Right. Put the put the word out about that. And, and, and that's that's going to take us forward in huge ways. Ditto to all of that. Thank you, Margie. And Susan, any closing? What comments? is that initials? Description, DCMP Description Caption Media Project. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Yeah, Thank you. There's a lot of good research resource articles there. If you've never been to the site, you don't even have to be a member to pick up on a lot of the, the resources. And uh, <laughs> I was pleasantly surprised one night. I was fooling around on Google and I put in... I just said, audio describe movies, and lo and behold, came up a DCMP production of the first um, My Fair Lady, but it was Pygmalion, the real play, and Joel was the describer. Oh, there you (laughs) go. This was Leslie. It was so cool. I I probably did write the description, but you're you're probably, Joel was the voice of the description. Joel was the voice of that, you betcha. It was Uh, quite something. Anyway, it was was kind of fun. I giggled. I said, I know (laughs) that guy. There you go. (laughs) Yep. Well, thank you, everyone. Nothing nothing from me. Anything from well, you, Sheila? No, no, no. I, I, it's, it's your call. So just any closing remarks, and then we will tell everybody good night. So well, that'll be it for now. Just get get people to the good site. Good night, get the everyone. Kids to enter. Thank you. Good thank night. you for thank joining you. us. Yes, thank you for joining us. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night.